Another emotional day for the Cardinals family saw the return of some old habits in their loss to the Reds. Can Adam Wainwright overcome the house of horrors that has been Great American Ballpark tonight? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio, as well as the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also available on YouTube. If you haven't seen us there, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button. That way you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB. That's how you get $20 off your first purchase. That simple. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Monday, the Cardinals were in Cincinnati to begin their series against the Reds. It's going to be a four-game series. And uh, on Monday, that's where they were when the sad news broke that longtime Cardinals writer Rick Hummel, fondly known as the Commish, had passed away peacefully at his home at the age of 77. And it was uh, after what was described as a short but aggressive illness. Uh, Hummel had covered the Cardinals for our hometown newspaper, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, for five decades. Had just retired last year. And in his career, he covered 42 consecutive All-Star games. The Cardinals' three most recent championships in 1982, 2006, and 2011. He saw six MVP seasons, 11 11 different Cardinals managers, and seven National League pennants. He received the Baseball Writers Association of America Career Excellence Award in 2006 from his peers, placing his name and achievements in the writer's wing at the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Now, the names I remember my father talking about growing up when reading the newspaper was always Hummel. And Bernie Miklas, those were the two that he always talked about. And I I couldn't tell you how many stories of Rick Hummels I've read over the years, but I know it was a lot because uh, that was something me and my my father used to do every day, was bonding over whatever story Rick Hummel was writing about and uh, what was going on with the Cardinals. That was just something that we did. He meant a lot to this Cardinal family and was a, a very respected guy around baseball so much that on Monday night at Great American Ballpark, the Reds actually held a moment of silence for both Hummel and Mike Shannon. It's the first time that the Cardinals have been in Cincinnati since uh, both, both, both of them passed away. Uh, they left spots for them in the press box and a single rose in a vase in remembrance of the two legends. John Denton actually uh, posted out that photo. So if you go to his Twitter page, you can see that. Uh, I retweeted it as well with the Locked on Cardinals uh, Twitter account. But, you know, it's been tough, man. The Cardinals have now lost Hummel, Shannon, and Tim McCarver since 2023 began. So you can imagine that some of the players and coaches like Adam Wainwright, who have been with the organization so long, might feel a bit moved on Monday. In a Twitter post, Wayno said, Today is a sad day for me. St. Louis lost a legend in Rick Hummel. Always fair, always in a great mood. The respect and trust he earned from players is a rare thing in our world. Still looking for the best in people and writing the truth. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Kamesh. 
Uh, John Denton had a nice piece about Hummel and manager Ali Marmel, who honored him by doing something so simple yesterday, yet so just kind of perfect on Monday in Cincinnati. According to Denton's article, Hummel used to kind of rib Ali for always wearing a long sleeve t-shirt or the pullover hoodie that he wears out there on the field and in the dugout instead of his Cardinals jersey. So in the dugout last night, there was Ali wearing his actual Cardinals jersey with the number 37 on the back. Ali said this to Denton in the article, once I got the phone call informing me of Hummel's passing, it was pretty clear to me to make sure that I wore the jersey tonight. He always asked me to wear the jersey, at least on opening day. I was super grateful of how much time he spent with me and he didn't need to, but he always made a point to do that. From time to time in April, when we were struggling and going through a tough time, he sent some pretty encouraging texts that meant a lot to me. Despite their heavy hearts, the Cardinals still had a job to do and still had to play a game on Monday. And unfortunately for the team, some old habits that led to them not winning a lot of games in the month of April and early May, they reared their ugly heads once again. So we're going to break that down next for you coming up on Locked on Cardinals. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans and owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience. You collect, you buy, sell, and compete with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. And we're not talking about any rinky-dink awards where it's just like, hey, you got this little picture of a trophy on your team. No, 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 no. You get a lot of cool stuff. And win or lose, you still get to keep your cards. You don't lose them in the battle uh, against those global opponents. So uh, you win, you advance, collecting more increasingly powerful cards. You'll access those next-level competitions and rewards where if you get to the leaderboards and get to the top of them, you can win a lot of cool stuff. Like I mentioned, they got the so rare scarcity cards, which are great. They're going to help you win more. But talk about game tickets. They'll hook you up with those. Uh, you get merchandise. You get signed jerseys, VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. And you can do all of this for free. That, that's the beauty of it. You, you don't have to pay anything. What you do is you head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com. You draft your team of free player cards. Then you set your lineup. And you start competing today to win these epic rewards. All right. So just kind of like if you're a fantasy baseball fan, just set your lineup. Just make sure you do that. And you can reap the rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. The Cardinals are on the road to face the Reds once again tonight, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. We want to thank you guys for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. For my everydayers, you've been with us since uh, the beginning, and I, I appreciate you. For those of you who are new, welcome aboard. Welcome to the Locked on Cardinals podcast. We we appreciate all of you. I know we've got uh, – Cardinals Nation is huge. I know there's a lot of us, okay? So – we continue to to grow. So we just passed the uh, 6,000 subscriber mark the other day on YouTube. Uh, things are going in the right direction. The Cardinals have been headed in the right direction. And, uh, man, Monday night, they had plenty of opportunities, didn't they? Plenty of opportunities to take full control of a game uh, against a team in the Cincinnati Reds who just got swept at home by the New York Yankees. And despite what the standings say right now, the Cardinals are a way better team than the Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds are not supposed to be competing for anything this year. And they're not really trying to. You know, they went out and signed guys like Will Myers. 
just to fill out their roster. Like they're not, they're not there yet. They've got some young talent. They really do. And it's going to be coming up here either later on this year or next year. So just get ready. The, the Reds have, have stockpiled some decent talent down there in the minor leagues. But this team that was on the field last night, it's not a winning baseball team. The Cardinals should be able to defeat these guys. And like I said, they had chances to do that. And the old saying goes, when your enemies are making mistakes, don't interrupt them. And on Monday, the Reds, pitchers, were making a lot of mistakes by walking Cardinal batters. They walked them nine times, as Ed Rooney would say for Ferris Bueller's. Nine walks last night, just giving you base runners. And normally when a team does that and is consistently putting runners on base for you, eventually they'll come back to haunt them, right? Didn't happen on Monday. Weird. Instead, the Cardinals' bats repeatedly just came up empty all night long. The team goes just three for 16. With runners in scoring position. That's terrible. They strand 12 runners on the night at Great American Ballpark, where the ball flies all over the place. And to make matters worse, not only were the Cardinals not getting hits, but they weren't even putting the ball in play last night. I mean, they struck out 14 times. I posted up a picture because in left field, um, right above their left field bleachers, they keep count of all the K's. And it was quite long. <laughs> 14 times last night. 14 strikeouts. Gave the uh, Cincinnati fans free pizza last night because they struck out so much. And they got little to no offense from the top of their order for the second game in a row. On Sunday against the Dodgers, a game that they won and scored 10 runs, the top three hitters combined to go 0 for 13. Then on Monday, their top four hitters, which was Edmund, Goldie, Contreras, and Arenado, were held without a hit in 17 at-bats. They did sprinkle in a few walks there, but when your big dogs aren't coming through, it makes it awfully tough to win ball games. And that's that was the story last night. Uh, Paul DeYoung, Paul DeYoung uh, just continues to do great things. Paul DeYoung last night ends up hitting a uh, another another bomb, eighth home run of the year, three run shot in the third, which gave the Cardinals their first lead of the night. He also had an RBI double in the eighth inning to tie the game at five. Yesterday's episode pointed out how big Paul DeYoung has been since coming back to the major league club. So if you didn't catch it, I highly recommend that you listen to it because Paul DeYoung is, he deserves some credit right now for, for coming back from places that no, nobody even wanted him anymore. And the Cardinals didn't know what to do with him. So they just uh, go down to Memphis and see if you can figure things out. Nobody wanted to take on that contract if you're going to get rid of him. So uh, the Cardinals stuck by him, and, it, and it's paid off so far. So check out yesterday's episode if uh, if you want to hear a little more in-depth about uh, all the good that Paul DeYoung has done for this team so far. Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman. Another guy. Having a great year. Named the NL Player of the Week on Monday after hitting 458 with four home runs and 11 RBIs. Last night's game, he was one for... Two with uh, two runs scored, but struck out. I feel like he had more at-bats than that, but he did have one hit with two runs scored, but struck out with the bases loaded in the ninth inning against Reds closer Alexis Diaz. A, a huge, a huge part of the game because the Cardinals had gotten the bases loaded there in the ninth. And, you know, you're threatening that. Granted, Alexis Diaz is very, very good, right? And sometimes the pitcher's going to win the battle. And it was unfortunate that, you know, the right right guy, right place, right? Nolan Gorman, the lefty, facing the righty. And it just, it just didn't work out last night. 
But that was the story about the whole lineup. It wasn't just, I'm not blaming Nolan Gorman for the loss there. I'm just pointing out that the, even the best, you know, a guy coming off NL Player of the Week, it just wasn't their night at the plate, man. They just had a tough time putting the ball in play. Uh, Pitching-wise, Jordan Montgomery, he, he was not good. <laughs> let me let me just put it out there. Jordan Montgomery was not good, and it, and it was bad right out of the gate, giving up a first-pitch double to Jonathan India. Then it's a double to rookie Matt McClain. He gets the strikeout of Spencer Steer, but then a single by Tyler Stevenson. And four batters in, you're, you're down two to nothing, and that's never fun. Pitch placement, once again, is the problem, missing over the middle of the plate, over the heart of the plate there. Um, same thing happened on the Steer two-run homer in the third inning. Change-up that was right over the middle of the plate rather than getting it outside on the corner. You miss your spots on stuff like that, and that's like taking candy from a baby at this level. So Monty lasts just four innings last night, 13 pitch at bat against Matt McClain in the fourth. That didn't help matters of him lasting longer in this game. And I got to be honest, as a baseball fan, that was a lot of fun to see live, to see uh, the epic battle between batter and pitcher, even though I'm rooting for you know Montgomery to get him out as quickly as possible, but at the same time, to see – uh, 13 pitch at bat with both of them just, you know, going at it against each other. Uh, Monty ends up winning that battle eventually with the strikeout, but 13 pitches is what you hope to throw in an entire inning. And he had to do it against one hitter there in the uh, fourth inning. So that didn't help with uh, Monty going any further into the game. Throws 88 pitches over four innings, hardly efficient, right? It's not like that was the only batter that was tough. Like, he, he had a tough time last night uh, against McClain. Um, it just it, it just wore him out, you know? That, that was kind of like the last straw, you know? And uh, we'll see how the fact that Monty not being able to go very far in this one, how that affects the bullpen moving forward uh, in this series, not only in this series, but the rest of this week, because uh, that's the last thing you want is the, the first guy out of the gate to not throw very much like not to get very far into the games because they ended up having to burn through Andre Palante, Jordan Hicks, Giovanni Gallegos, and Ryan Helsley in this one. And they still lost, you know, which really makes it sting even more that you had to use so many arms and you don't even get the victory out of it. I don't have the stats in front of me. Uh, I, I don't even know how to look it up, but is, is Helsley ever good when he has to, where he pitches in one inning whether he comes in or whether he starts that inning, but if he pitches in one inning and then has to come back out for more hitters, is he ever any good? Like, it just seems like he struggles with that. Like, he's a one, like, you get him out there, he gets on the mound, whatever you get in that first appearance on the mound is, is what you get. Because when he comes back out, things just don't seem to go so well. And um, I saw that a lot of people were not pleased with uh, Trace Barrera's performance behind the plate last night after he had to come into the game after, you know, Ali was putting in left-handed hitters, so he ended up pinch hitting for Kisner. Contreras was your DH, so you don't want to use your DH so or lose the DH, so Barrera ended up having to come in. He's not much of a hitter, and uh, I saw a few balls get past him last night. Um, the one with Helsley late in the game, I, I mean, I, I'm not a catcher, man. I don't know if that's an easy one to get or not. 98 in the dirt, I don't suspect that that's very easy on anybody but it didn't seem like one of the most difficult blocks to make but it, it didn't work out push the runner over to third sack fly brings a man game over um but this loss in my opinion this is not on the pitching staff I, the, I i seriously not on the pitching staff i think they did a commendable job especially the bullpen coming in after the the short outing from monty 
I mean, the offense can't get nine walks. You can't walk nine times and leave a small village out there on the base paths and expect to win many games. It's just not going to happen. We got to get Goldie going again. He did walk two more times last night. He scored a run, but he's but he's got just one hit in his last seven games. He's one for 21 in that stretch. Got to get him going. And I'm not picking on him. I'm just saying we got to get him rolling again. I want to see, when are we ever going to see Goldie and Arenado hot at the same time? <laughs> is that ever going to happen? Because it never seems like it does, does it? Doesn't it always seem like one of them is ice cold and the other guy is hot. And then they then they trade. Like it would be nice to just see them combine their powers at some point for this Cardinals offense. Uh, tonight's matchup has Uncle Charlie back on the mound in a place that he has not had a lot of success over the years. We'll get into it next here on Locked on Cardinals. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. They shouldn't be. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with great deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're about to have. Forget about planning months in advance. It's not necessary. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event with exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, obviously, concerts, comedy, theater, whatever it is you're interested in. I'm guessing since you're listening to a baseball podcast that baseball is something you want to go to. I had uh, somebody hit me up on Twitter uh, yesterday asking, hey, what's the best way to figure out when Adam Wainwright's going to pitch so I can go see him in his last year? You know, and I'm like, well, if you're going to do that, uh, you got to check out like the probables uh, uh, online of when he's supposed to pitch and then get your tickets through game time. That's how you do it. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And then the tickets get sent directly to your phone so you don't have to fumble through your email trying to find them. They're right there on your phone waiting for you. So download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Cardinals will send Adam Wainwright to the mound tonight against the Reds, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Adam Wainwright will go down as one of the best Cardinals pitchers of all time, right? Certainly a Cardinals Hall of Famer, maybe borderline a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer. I don't know if he'll get there, but we love him. We know he's been very, very good in a Cardinals uniform. When he gets on the mound in Cincinnati, the problem is it normally doesn't go very well, at least not to Adam Wainwright's standards. And honestly, looking at these numbers, not a lot of people's standards. Uh, in his career, Adam Wainwright has a, an ERA of 3.39 overall. Very good. Very respectable, right? Especially in the, the day and age where they, you know, hitting was better. You know, you had a lot more inflated numbers. But in Cincinnati, speaking of inflated, Wainwright's career ERA in Cincinnati is 5.73. The only places that his ERA is worse than that during the regular season is at Camden Yards in Baltimore. He threw one and two-thirds innings there and got shelled. Bush Stadium, too. Only one inning of work there. Shea Stadium, where the Mets used to play, had one inning of work there. Again, that's why I said regular season. We know the playoffs different. Uh, Yankee Stadium, three. He threw four and two-thirds innings. Angel Stadium, he's had two starts in 13 innings. And then Fenway Park in Boston, two starts 
11 and a third. So small sample sizes is what we're talking about at those places where his ERA is worse than it is at Great American Ballpark. But at GABP in Cincinnati, Wayno has made 22 appearances, 20 of those starts, and has thrown 114 and two-thirds innings. So he's had a lot of time on the mound in Cincinnati. His career record there, seven and eight, which is not that bad. I mean, think seven and eight. That's You'll live with that, right? But he's given up 73 earned runs and 17 home runs, which is the most he's given up at any away stadium. Both of those, the 73 earned runs and the 17 dingers, the most. He hasn't won in Cincinnati since 2019. But before that, he had won in Cincy since 2014. In 2019, he pitched, he pitched decently in the win, but got blasted for seven runs over three and a third. So his combined ERA that year was nine. 2021, he makes one start there, gives up six earned over two and two thirds. That's an ERA of 20.25. Then last year, he makes two starts, four earned over five innings in the first start. Respectable, I guess. And then seven earned runs over five and a third in his second start. Combined ERA last year, 9.58 at GABP. Bottom line, Adam Adam Wainwright, it has not gone well for him in Cincinnati over the years. So that's that's what I'm telling you. Coming into the night. Now, the good news is, the good news is that most of the hitters the Reds have on their roster have not hit against Adam Wainwright yet. So a little bit new of seeing him. And if they have, not a lot of guys in the lineup have had that much success. Like Jonathan India, Nixon Zell, they've all had limited success. But nobody else has really done much. I think Will Myers was the only guy that's on the roster that's actually hit a home run against him. Now going up against Adam tonight, Graham Ashcraft, 2-2, two and two, 4.48 ERA coming into the game. The Cardinals have had success against him, hitting 348 off of him, only two appearances. And that was, those were both last year because that was his rookie year. But Goldie and Arenado have taken him deep in their careers. Uh, Ashcraft does hit triple digits. He's, he's got a heck of an arm. Can hit triple digits with the fastball, but he is not necessarily known as a strikeout pitcher. He's more of a sinker ball kind of guy. He, he gets you to hit a lot of ground balls. And if he's on, that's going to be, that's what they're going to be doing. You're going to see the guys hammering the ball into the ground in front of home plate. Uh, kind of like how it was against, what was it? Alex Cobb. Remember that game in San Francisco where, I mean, they couldn't do anything. They just kept hitting ground ball after ground ball. And it was rough to watch. So um, that's what we're in store for tonight. The Cardinals had uh, success against him last year. As I mentioned, so let's hope that Wayno can do whatever he's got to do to to calm the Great American Ballpark demons tonight and give this team a chance to uh, to even up the series at one game apiece. So last night, I had my 97-year-old grandmother in her Yadier Molina jersey with the Dial-A-Homer hamburger burger with us. We We got it into the ballpark. They didn't give us any grief about it at all. We had it with us. And, um... It didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, I don't know if we weren't connected the way we needed to be. Uh, she had dialed up Nolan Arenado to hit one. Instead, Paul DeYoung got one that inning. So we we had a bit of miscommunication there. So Grandma's not going to be at the game tonight. It's okay, though. It's okay. Nothing's wrong with her. She's just, she's old. She's 97. And she she might be because she got mad at me last night because I said in the Twitter post, which you can see on our, our, our Locked On Twitter page, I said my 96-year-old grandmother, and uh, 
she got mad at me for shaving a year. She's like, I'm not 96. I've passed that. I'm 97. She'll be 98 in July. <laughs> and she's still kicking. Last night, we were eating ice cream and drinking beer. She's fantastic. She had a double cheeseburger last night. After Paul DeYoung hit the home run, she was like, we should eat cheeseburgers. And I was like, yeah, Grandma, let's go get them. And so we got double cheeseburgers, and she pounded that sucker. She's amazing. So tonight, head into the game with my mom. So me and my mom will hopefully dial up some dingers and RBIs for the board for the boys. I'll bring I'll bring the foam. I think she's going to be in her Jim Edmonds jersey tonight. So hopefully that'll bring some good luck. We'll post some picks for everyone uh, to see what the experience is like at Great American Ballpark. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's a good one for Adam Wainwright tonight. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals Hometown broadcast against the Reds tonight in Cincinnati with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Cardinals. First pitch will be at 540 St. Louis time. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 